Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Jared Kirkwood, your host for today. Now, before we get into today's reading, I want to just warn you that this content may not be suitable for younger listeners. So take a moment and pause and then pick back up when appropriate. Today's reading comes from Proverbs chapter 5, verses 15 through 19. Drink water from your own cistern, running water from your own well. Should your springs overflow in the streets, your streams of water into public squares? Let them be yours alone, never to be shared with strangers. May your fountain be blessed, and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe, a graceful deer. May her breast satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. So as you may have guessed, we're going to spend the next five days talking about sex and the place of sex inside of loving marriage relationships. Now, this is a critical topic in light of the culture that you and I live in. You see, it's not, it doesn't take much for us to turn on the news or any kind of entertainment movie, television show. Um, Sex is a really popular conversation. And I think you and I would agree that the world is decaying all around us. The biblical view of a healthy sexuality And the place for sex in a person's life has been confused and skewed by everything around us. The church seems to be one of the rare places in life that is arguing for healthy sexuality, for a biblical view of sexuality. And so what I love about God's word, what I love about the ministry of Jesus is that he was no stranger to a world decaying around him. And in fact, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus He implores us, he asks us to be salt and light. So what do those two things do? Well, light illuminates and points people to God, right? A light is intended to be this thing that brings light to a conversation, to an area where something needs to be addressed. It it asks us to really look into the darkness and to bring the love and light of Jesus into a place where hope is needed, And then secondly, when he says salt, salt is a flavor enhancer, but it's also a preservative. You see, salt in the first century was very important when there was no refrigeration. So sure, salt definitely drew out the the great flavors of something, but more importantly, salt was used as a a preservative, particularly in meats. Salt would be placed in to stop the decay that would normally come from a meat being left out. When it is not able to be refrigerated, salt preserves meat. So why salt for the church? Well, because the world around us is decaying and the church, more importantly, believers are intentionally placed in their neighborhoods, their workplaces, their family to be a preservative, to stop the moral decay of what's going on around us. Now, take that concept of salt and light, and let's think about this idea of sexuality. Inside of today's reading, uh, out of uh, Proverbs chapter 5, we see that the Bible celebrates sex within a marriage relationship. In fact, throughout scriptures, it's really not shy about how beautiful and important sex 
is. There's a necessity to it, but there's also a celebration of it. And when you and I think about just healthy marriage relationships, sex is something that is, um, it's, a, it's a beautiful place of union, but it's also something that's intended for us to enjoy. There is pleasure that comes from sex. But the second piece here, and this is where I think it's really important from today's passage, is that that it is countercultural what the biblical view of sex is. You see, in the first century, when um, these scriptures would have been shared, at least in Jesus's time, and then in Proverbs, it would have been even well before that. It was really common for men to seek sexual pleasure outside of their marriage. In fact, it was kind of normal that you would be married, but then there would be really nothing abnormal about seeking sexual pleasure from others. It would have been socially acceptable. Now, what's crazy to me is like, that's not even normal today. And yet we talk about the moral decay of the world around us. Like that's not socially acceptable today in the United States. In some small circles, sure. But for the broad majority, um, that's not normal, right? So The biblical times were actually even more sort of, in quotes, worldly than now in this regard. Now, if we fast forward to Jesus's time, there's a story that comes in Mark chapter 10 where um, James and John are kind of lobbying for, for a power position inside of the ranks of the disciples. And Jesus has a really important message for them. He says these four words to his disciples about what does it mean to live differently against what the rest of the world is doing. The four words are, not so with you. And I really believe that this is a pivotal and foundational message of Jesus um, in a world that was very different from what he was intending, for what the church is supposed to be, not so with you. What that means is you can look at a lot of aspects of life and you can say, sure, others are living like that, but for the follower of Jesus, not so with you. Now think about that as we think about the biblical view of sex. We can often say, not so with you you. It's going to be countercultural because honestly, almost everything that Jesus says is countercultural. It is different than what the rest of the world is going to say, which is what makes it so beautiful and in contrast to everything else that we see. And then lastly, in this passage, there's an equality to this that I think is super important. Um, Keller, in his writing, he talks about there being equal authority within marriage, meaning that sexuality belongs to one another. There isn't one that is overpowering or more authoritative in the relationship. Um, that that sexuality, our, our individual sexuality, of course, is not meant to be shared with others, but even within a marriage relationship, it's not meant to be one person's will over another. There's an equal authority. There's a shared union that comes from sexuality. And so today is just the beginning. We're going to spend the next several days unpacking a little bit more of this parable and a couple of others. And we're going to address this issue of what does it look like for you and I to live in a biblically informed way that enables us within the confines of a marriage relationship to enjoy sex in the way that God designed it. But also, I want to just give a word to those of us who are single or perhaps widowed, divorced, those who are finding ourselves not currently in a marriage relationship. Hang on for the next couple of days because some parables and Keller's devotions, they have some great words for us as well.
helping us understand our view of sex, view of our, our bodies, and even how we engage in any kind of relationship and what we're, what, how that really informs our body image and, and some different things like that. And so I hope you'll hang on and you'll continue listening to these devotions because I know that God has something for you as well. So as we close today, um, what is, I just want you to think about where you are today. What is your understanding of the biblical view of sex? Does today's devotion kind of change that? Um, and, then, and then how does that view compete with what you see in the world today? So just setting up what is your current view, and then how does that compete with what you see everywhere else in the world today? And so as we go, I just want you to offer to God any area in your life where you have either been misguided or perhaps even misbehaved in this idea of sexuality. And so allow me just to pray for us as we close. God, I'm grateful that you guide us in conversations about every aspect of our life. And sexuality is no different. In fact, Father, you created us. You knit us together in our mother's womb. You know everything about us. And sexuality is, of course, a key aspect of that. And so, Lord, I pray that um, today and the subsequent days as we engage in what what these parables, I'm sorry, what these proverbs um, share with us about sexuality. I pray, Lord, that you would open up our eyes and our minds, our hearts, so that we may receive what you have for us. And Lord, today, just as we looked at this parable, would you help us to level set our understanding of what your word says about sexuality, and then to contrast that with what we see the world saying. And let us live with that holy disconnect, with that divide, so that we might wrestle with it over the next several days together. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.